Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Clean Living Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie, and I'm one of the co-founders of Kin Living. I've always adored going to farm shops and different food shops around the world. And one of my favorite places to hang out when I was at uni was Planet Organic. Yes, I was a little bit of a weirdo, but I really enjoyed being in the store and discovering new and unique foods, superfoods, and just different ways to use traditional ingredients. And um, I was the, the girl that would turn up to uni with an avocado chocolate mousse. And trust me when I say it's life-changing, you really must try one. And it was actually inside of Planet Organic that I had my first aha moment. And as I looked around at all these cool foods and, and really trendy, awesome things happening in the food industry, I thought, oh gosh, cleaning products are really getting left behind. Um, and this is where the idea of kin began to develop. So it is with so much excitement that today I have with me the founder of Planet Organic, Renee Elliott. And Renee is here to discuss with me how it is to build a business, build your own resilience, and her new campaign, Be Yourself. Hi, and welcome to the Clean Living Podcast, a podcast that's all about leading a cleaner, greener, and more sustainable life. Today, we're joined by Renee Elliott, and she's the amazing founder of Planet Organic and, Belu- and Beluga Bean. Hi, Renee. It's really good to have you. How are you? Hi, I'm great. And it's lovely to see y'all again. It's been a long time. It really has, hasn't it? I think the last time was at um, Chilton Firehouse. Yes, I think yeah. May, May 2017. <laughs> oh my gosh, that really is a long time. I know. Yeah. Yes. I just launched Beluga Bean then, and um, and Yelp yeah. just launched. Yeah, very very exciting times. Cool. So I think let's um, let's get going, shall we? So Planet Organic was, I think, it was the first organic supermarket in the UK and definitely in London. And um, what inspired you to take this leap and and launch something so so cool like that? Well, listen, I'm going to start with arriving, which is how I start all of the work that I do now. So if I may. I'm going to ask do. Every, anyone listening and y'all to sit comfortably. And this is about relaxing, letting go and coming present. Go ahead and close your eyes unless you're driving. And we'll start with an exhale. Then take a deep breath in. Let it go. Do that again. Deep breath in. Let it go and then continue to breathe in a way that is very easy and natural for you. And as you do that, you can imagine that as you're breathing in, you're receiving into you that which would restore you. And as you exhale, you can imagine that you're letting go of whatever is no longer needed. And that can include letting go of the day so far, any busyness in getting to listen to this podcast, letting go of your to-do list for the day, or whatever might be a distraction, knowing that anything important you can pick up again later if you need to. And that includes coming into cooperation with your environment just now. You don't need to be distracted or concerned by any noises or interruptions as you come into an easier, more relaxed state by simply breathing in and letting go giving yourself this time to be relaxing and becoming more fully present with you. And so notice how you are doing. Are you feeling relaxed, tired, 
excited, distracted. It's okay, whatever you are experiencing, just notice it as part of your awareness and keep breathing. Receiving into you that which restores you, sustains you, and letting go of whatever is no longer needed. So go ahead and take another deep breath in, let it go. And in your own time, as you're ready, open your eyes, ready to rock and roll. That is so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and see, see, that's so much about what I believe in and taking that couple of minutes, you can do it for yourself anytime. And it's just all about awareness. And some people do that and say, I don't feel relaxed. I feel really freaked out or stressed. It doesn't matter. It's just being aware about how you are and what's going on for you. So that's so important, isn't it? Awareness. It's just, yes. it's something that's really, is so good to be able to work on. Yes. Yeah. So and I really love doing uh, breath work now as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. very powerful. It really is. Well, thank you very much for, for starting the podcast off that way. And now I can answer your question about what yeah, inspired now, me yes. so much. <laughs> I remember the question. Well, I, I had spent my life not knowing what I wanted to do and got to about 28, which is often a time when people figure out what they want to do. If they haven't already, it's a time when you've kind of spent your 20s getting to know yourself, which is so important, and then you're ready to be yourself and for me, that meant launching a business. And there were two reasons, really. On the grand scale, I wanted to change food retailing in the UK. I was very interested in health. I saw health and eating well as foundational in terms of wellness. But on a personal scale, very selfishly, I wanted to create meaningful work that I could do for the rest of my life. So those were my two big reasons. That's lovely. And um, what else, what made you pick uh, London and the specific spot that you chose for the, the first store? Well, I was so nervous about whether getting, getting the right number of people. So I'd done my research, I'd written my business plan, I'd studied my customer, and I knew that there was much more likelihood in London to attract the number of customers we needed to make the business worthwhile. Because any entrepreneurs, when you're doing those figures for the first time, those projections, you're thinking, ah, how many people buying how much food a day? Can I, you know, run this business, make a profit, make it work? So London was a safer bet than opening somewhere else. I was living out near Richmond at the time, but I I knew that London was going to be more likely chance of a home run. And what um actually this is going a little bit off tangent, but what actually brought you to London? Because you're from America. You're an American girl. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, I am. I certainly am. I'm a Southern girl. I love the accent so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Oh, gosh. And gorgeous. my ancestry is from New Orleans. Lovely. Um, oh, so this is such a funny story, and I've told this so many times. Thank God my husband isn't here. But I, <laughs> I was here in, in 1985 between my third and fourth year at university in America, and I'd stayed out too late clubbing with my sister at the Hippodrome that ages me a bit. And we came out and the tube had shut and we were staying um, in Dagenham of all places. That's another long story. But we came out of the tube and we didn't know how to get home and we didn't have money for a taxi. So I asked a policeman how to get home and he said, get a night bus from Trafalgar Square. So we wandered down and got on a night bus. It was the N15 to Barking. 
it went, we were the only people on the bus. It went one stop to Lower Regent Street. The doors opened. There was tall, dark, and handsome in a suit standing there saying, are you going to Hornchurch? And the bus driver said no. And we said, oh, please get on the bus because we don't know where we're going and we need help. And I've been with that man for 36 years now. That's my oh husband. Oh, my gosh. I love that story. So I... <laughs> So I moved over to date him and thought I'd stay for a couple of years and then go back and start my career, whatever that was going to be in the States, but I'm still here. <laughs> Lucky for us. That is a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it's lovely. Um, and so what, what were those um, first few years of running Planet Organic like? Because I, I read that actually it was a little bit tough at one point with a former business partner. Oh God, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was an absolute roller coaster, as it is, I think, for any entrepreneur. And it was very tricky with my business partner. The first couple of years were great. And then Planet was doing really well after two years. And then too long a story to go into. But my business partner decided that I should leave the business and he should keep the business. And I saw Planet as my baby. Um, so I it was very upsetting and confusing for me. And he said, if I didn't go, he would bring charges against me. So we were locked in litigation wow. for 14 months, which ended in a high wow. court trial over 10 days, which was so stressful and really, really awful thing to go through. But I learned an awful lot through that whole experience. Gosh, that sounds crazy. It was crazy. And you know, and when I guess when it started, I thought my first thought was, I I know that you don't necessarily understand when bad things happen, but in the future you always do. So I decided right from the bat that it wasn't going to be a pity party. It wasn't, oh, why me? You know, oh sob, sob. I thought, okay, shit happens, deal with it, learn from it. Everything in life is learning. And the truth is you don't know what you're made of until you face a challenge. So I I I really thought, well, I'll stand up to this and I will fight for right, which is how I saw it. And the truth is anything worth having involves hard work, you know, marriage, kids, business. So I wasn't afraid of that. And, and within anything that you're doing, when I talked about awareness, the thing about awareness is awareness gives you choice and you always have choice. You know, I could have walked away. I decided to stay and fight. So, and one of the choices I made through that time was I thought about who I wanted to be in the tough times. And it's a question I ask, you know, my clients as well in the good times, who do you want to be? That's your choice. And for me, it informed how I went through that experience, my being while I was doing all the, you know, we were still running the business, prepping for trial, all of that. And I decided that my motto would be grace and dignity in tough times. Um, so that was really important to me and informed how I went through that really awful journey. But then I also started to really understand self-care and putting myself first, which I know a lot of people are talking about now. It's very hard <laughs> and particularly yeah. hard for women, men as well. I'm not excluding men, but as the caretakers, it's really tricky. And I've been in I've spoken in front of large audiences of people and said, you know, who feels great about putting themselves first and no hands go up. And I'll say, who feels a little uncomfortable? Few hands go up. And I say really uncomfortable. And most of the hands in the room grow up, particularly if it's a female audience. 
it can be very difficult because it can feel selfish or wrong. No, that's so true. And it, I think it's something that's really, um, and again, it's maybe a, a little less for, for men, but for women, I think as you're growing up, you're always sort of told to be, you know, graceful and quiet and don't make a fuss yeah. and, you know, try and Even look after everyone else's feelings. Yeah. And like, then you get older and you're like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about me? And it's funny because one of my clients, I was working with a team recently and the entrepreneur who leads the team said, I was taught to put myself last and look, take care of everyone else first. And I thought, oh my God, that's so destructive because when you put yourself first, where you're better able to show up for all the other people and responsibilities in your work and life. So I say, do the self-care first, even if it feels uncomfortable. And I have to keep reminding myself of this all the time so that you can sustain and increase your capacity to deliver for others and yourself rather than burn out, which is often what happens. And also it's important to take care of yourself in order to stay on purpose and be calm, balanced, and sustained as you stand for your unique vision. So it's so important, but I think people need to remind themselves all the time. No, I, th I think so too. And I think, as you say, it's so important to, to just take that time to look after yourself. And I've always um, sort of often thought that, you know, you, you can't make, oh, sorry, my dog's about to jump onto my laptop now. <laughs> you can't really make your, you know, someone else happy if you aren't making yourself happy as well. Absolutely. So I think it's it's really important to to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. My husband, I used to we moved back from Italy a while back and I was getting back into work and I felt the pressure of getting working and doing all this. And I have this dance class I go to and some mornings I'd say, I just can't, there's no way I can go. There's so much going on. And he'd say, Renee, please go. And I'd say, why? And he said, because when you come back, you're in such a better space. And all the other stuff, the stuff you have to do hasn't gone away, but you're in such a better headspace. And I really see that. You know, if I'm, he, he says, if I'm happy, the whole house is happy. <laughs> so that's As really it should be. <laughs> crazy example, yeah. <laughs> it's so smart. It's so smart. No, it definitely is. So I think that sort of um, actually covered one of my other questions anyway, which was sort of how you sort of helped deal with the stress during this this uh, litigation and also running such a, a large business. Yeah, well, I, I put a self-care routine in place, you know, which is about this putting self first. And I started, as I always do, with physical well-being, so I, which I define as fuel, move, rest. So I ate really well. And when I say that, a lot of people say, oh, well, of course, but I ate even better than I had been when the litigation started. <laughs> um, I exercised, did walking and made sure I got enough sleep because my I started transcendental meditation in 1991. And the leader of TM, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, used to say, you know, so simple. He'd say, when you are tired, go to bed. When you are tired, take rest. And I thought, well, who does that? You know, everyone knows that. So I went to sleep. I also um, meditated twice a day. We were doing a long meditation through that litigation. But I also considered other areas of well being, like mindset. I've done a lot of personal discovery work and I pulled on those tools. I looked at my economic sphere, which is earning, spending, saving, so that. I felt that area of my life was secure in spite of the chaos that was going on. 
and also my social, the social part of my life. So I really spent time, I sort of, sort of closed ranks and I spent time with positive, supportive friends and family. And I kind of cleared out those people who were, had never been that great about, you know, you know, the naysayers and the negative people. I think, okay, yeah. time for them to go, not going to go deal with that. But that's kind of a life lesson for me now anyway. And as I said, on the spiritual side, I meditated twice a day, every day for an hour in the morning, an hour and at night, um, we did to get through this. And that routine, I, I kept a lot of that through planet and the, you know, then the, the next 10 years were really busy and crazy. My husband, Brian joined the company and we ran it together for 10 years. But I, for a long time, I didn't have kids. And when you throw children into the, having a business and your normal routine, those lovely self-care routines went out the way. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and there's a part of parenting that that is like an endurance test. And a lot of these lovely ideas about self-care go out the window, but sometimes you have to involve more people and get support from, you know, what I call your village and rope in family and friends so that you can at least get enough sleep, which is so critical when you have little ones, when you have babies. So you now you mentor startups and in the early stages of their business. And that's actually um, it's how we met anyway, to start with. Yes, yeah. Yes. When you launched um, Beluga Bean. And um, I really like that part of the mentoring that you focus on is actually on resilience and well-being. When so many other mentors would just focus on the pure business side of it. And um, I think it's just, um, yeah, like why, why do you, I guess you've kind of explained it again already, but I think it's, it's amazing that you're bringing this um, sort of approach to business to other people. And I just wanted to, to dive a bit more into Beluga Bean there and, and how you, you try and help people. Thank you. Well, I think part of the reason I do that is because I'm a woman. Um, but part of it is because I realized at 19 years old that well-being was really important. It started to really come into my thinking. And then the litigation furthered that belief more and more about, you know, if there, it doesn't matter how talented you are, if you're not feeling well and can't go out and realize your dreams in the world or even you know, personally and professionally, but to do everything you want to do with this one precious life, then it just doesn't make sense to me. So this idea of well-being has grown over the years and everything we do at Beluga Bean is what we call a whole person process. So when I take clients through BOSS, which is our business owner support and strategy course that I run, I don't look at you, for example, just as a businesswoman. You're so much more than that. Yeah. And to be your best as a businesswoman in all other areas of your life, they need attention. So you have to look at the whole person and also well-being. Some people say well-being and they think physical and mental, but it isn't just physical and mental. It's anything that's impacting on your happiness and success. So that includes everything in your world and everything is interconnected. So what's happening at home affects your work. What's going on with your finances affects your psychological state how you are physically influences your relationships and vice versa in every case. So there's real complexity here. So boss is business planning plus personal discovery. So that as well as the business planning, which is oh so much more than just the numbers, the course addresses issues for the whole person. And that includes things like self-confidence, imposter syndrome, changing negative patterns, time management, good communication, 
selling versus collaborating, self-care, of course, teams and trust and so on. Because I'm interested in you and entrepreneurs as people. And you can't look at just a slice of their life, which is what the business is. No, that's so exciting. And that's so true, isn't it? Because really, I think people, especially when they start a business, you can just go down that rabbit hole and just all you think about is business. And like you say, some people then start to neglect maybe their finances as in personally, not just on the on the business side. And, um, and, they, and, and just different areas of your life, as you say, they just creep in and they can just, they all have a domino effect. If you don't take care of one area, you can yeah. feel it in another. Or it might come through in a different sort of, way but yeah I think that's yeah and I see stress anxiety burnout breakdown you know paralysis depression in entrepreneurs who are just completely out of balance in terms of their well-being where all they're focusing on is work and you know my desire is for a balanced joyful experience for entrepreneurs because it you're not chasing a goal Yes, you set goals for yourself and we work to achieve goals in terms of turnover and elements within the business, but it's the minute you reach a goal, you set a new goal. So it it's all yeah. about the journey. And, and my goal is to support people on having a wonderful journey that includes fun and play and taking care of yourself and the other areas of your life that are just as important. I mean, imagine if we just, we, when we were born, we just looked at the end of what life is and we're like, cool, that's the goal. You're like, of course not. You need to enjoy life in between. Yeah. Yeah. And I say to people, I say to people, are you having fun? Because, you know, one of our beluga bean beliefs is if you're not having fun, it's probably not worth doing what you're doing. Yeah. No, I think that's true as well. And I think it's something that, um, you know, now when you, it's so easy to go on social media and you see everyone with all of that seemingly instant success, even though it's not, it's, it's a lot of hard work's gone in behind so many of these, these people's success stories, but you just see the, the highlights and then you sit there and you can compare yourself and suddenly you, you sap the fun out of what you're doing because you're too focused on what you want at the end. And you're like, yeah. you're part, you're on this amazing journey, which also not everybody gets to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the, one of my sayings is comparison is the shore road to hell. When yeah. people say I compare myself to others, I say, please don't, because there will always be people better and worse than yourself. So it's a no win game and no. you're walking your own path through life. So, you know, look at, look at yourself obviously, and, and what you want to achieve for you. It, it's such a, it's such a terrible thing and it's so easy to do with social media. It's very human, you know, so many people do it, but it's something we need to rail against. Definitely, definitely. And um, I believe you're launching a new campaign called Be Yourself. Yes, thank you for asking about that. So the Beluga Bean's been running for a few years now and it's been evolving. It evolved very much through lockdown because we had time to do some thinking and design work and really deep diving. And what we've realized that be yourself is at the center of everything we do, including boss. But we have a workshop for it's actually for entrepreneurs, teams, individuals and in time students, because Beluga Bean is an awareness agency. That's what we call ourselves. And we deliver powerful journeys of self-discovery to these different groups. And we say self-awareness is good for business. Mm. And the reason we say that is because as we started the conversation, awareness enables choice. 
and choice gives you freedom. If you don't have awareness, then you don't make your own choices and you you put yourself at the effect of other people. And often we do that quite unconsciously. So it's so important to be aware and to realize that you are the sum of all of the choices that you make, whether it's how you respond to something, whether you react or respond, um, the, the fork you take in the road, anything, it's, it's all every choice that you make. So to make better choices means to be aware. And the idea at the core of this is to know yourself, to be yourself and to manage yourself. So my business partner, Sam and I have developed a framework for understanding yourself. And then there's a practice using the framework that keeps you on purpose across what we call the six spheres of well-being, which are physical, occupational, psychological, economic, social, and spiritual. So again, as I said, it's not just physical and mental. It's those six spheres that incorporate and capture everything that's going on in your life and in your world. I think that's just so wonderful. And honestly, I'm going to sign up for it myself. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so sad now. I'm in Zurich. I just want to like get on a plane and come back to London so I can see you in real life. <laughs> oh, no, that, that sounds truly wonderful. Thank you. And the funny thing about it is when we started the course, we thought, okay, you know, we were, we were doing groups in person because mm. um, you said get on a plane. And yeah. we realized with lockdown, because everyone's moved on to Zoom, that we're talking to global audiences now. We're talking to global co companies, which opened up a whole new world for us. So, you know, there have been such benefits through the way the world has changed and the way that we stopped to refocus and revision our work going forward. Now, I think um, this this whole sort of COVID situation has really, I mean, in so many ways, it's been tough, but in, in so many other ways, it's really just opened more people's eyes to to well-being for one for yes. looking after themselves Absolutely. for questioning what you're doing with your day-to-day -day. so i think it's wonderful you can reach more people as well just through the the fact that everyone was forced to get used to zoom yes <laughs> and i obviously love in-person meetings but yeah to be able to reach wider audiences is really important and yeah covid you know there's a lot of suffering and of course it's been tough but for individuals, most people I speak to, it's been transformational in terms of reassessing, slowing down. I haven't been this relaxed for 25 years. Nice. So, <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, no, my, my fiance is the, uh, the same. He, he works in, in banking and he's um, all of his work colleagues are desperate to get back to the office. And he's like, no, it, it can go on for longer. It's fine. <laughs> his, his boss was like, oh, are you thinking of coming back in? He was like, actually, I was thinking of moving to the Italian part of Switzerland <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah no he's really found it um relaxing as well which is it was mm. been nice to see for definite cool so I think we'll um we can wrap it up here but I think one thing I'd like to do is maybe we can end the session with sort of maybe your number one piece of advice for running a business especially I could think when it comes in relation to running it running it with a partner or husband, wife, or, you know, whatever, however people refer to their, their partners. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think a lot of people, you know, you start a business with a, a business partner and they can be an external one, but it can be a very different experience when it's a part of your family as well. Oh, yeah. Interesting question. Um, well, my, my number one piece of advice for anyone running a business is trust your gut. It's trust yourself. 
And don't think that others know better than you do for mm. you. Because a lot of people think, oh, that everyone, well, they're an expert in this or they're an expert in that. And sure, canvas opinions of smart people you trust, but ultimately you know what's best for your well, personally for your kids, professionally for your business and for yourself. If you're talking about the number one piece of advice for partners in business, I say it's all about, well, I have something I call the sacred triangle of relationships. And just very briefly, that is you treat each other with trust and respect and those build and grow over time. And those two elements are underpinned by what I call good communication, which is a whole nother conversation. But that yeah. involves being open and honest and in neutral inquiry, no blaming, no attacking, just really good, strong communication. And with that, I think anything's possible. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us today. It was so great to see y'all again. It was so lovely to catch up. It really was. I wish we could have done this in person. <laughs> <laughs> we should get together. <laughs> yeah, we can always do a follow-up episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Clean Living Podcast. I certainly found starting the podcast with the breathing exercise that Renee led us through super relaxing, and I think it's something I'm going to incorporate into my daily routine with work. I always find it so inspiring to hear from those who have built such incredible brands, and it was a true pleasure to have Renee join us today. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you could leave a review and also maybe share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to ask any questions about the episode or just in general, or even if you would like me to cover a specific topic, then you can email us at podcast at kin-living.com. And don't forget, you can follow Kin on Instagram at kin underscore living, and you can find me at clean living lux. As always, I will leave the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.